Hello, and welcome to the Lisa Congdon Sessions, a podcast for creative folks about living and working with more intention, curiosity, and joy. I'm your host, Lisa Congdon. and welcome to episode 20 of the Lisa Congdon Sessions. How did we get here? Wow. I'm really excited to talk today about boundaries. It has become one of my favorite topics because I have struggled with boundaries for my entire life. And in the past five years, I have really begun working on that. Little background. I grew up in a home where there was, like in many homes, occasional chaos. And I was the kid who adopted the role of fixer and pleaser. So I would attempt at all times to keep the peace. I am a middle child. This is a very typical thing for a middle child, not, you know, across the board, but many of us are the peacekeepers and the diplomats in the family. I was also kind of the quintessential good girl, the the first to clean my room, the last to talk back to my parents, the first to even fake agreement with anyone in a more powerful position in any circumstance. I did, you know, in my family structure, I was in the middle, so I had a younger sister. And if I exercised power at all when I was a kid, it was definitely over her. She, she reminds me a lot that I definitely rejected her want to play with me and you know, often refused to play Monopoly with her when she begged me to. That was our favorite game. So obviously I had, you know, some older sister Juju, but for the most part, I have been a yes person and a people pleaser my entire life. And so this sense of obligation I had to others really only increased as I got older. When I was in my 20s, I started kind of taking up less space in family gatherings I stopped showing emotions in front of other people. I became a person who went from, you know, crying at the drop of any hurt feeling to having this very kind of like stiff backbone. And I decided I didn't want to upset people anymore or appear manipulative. So I kind of kept my emotions to myself. If someone were nice to me, I felt that I owed them something in return. You know, it wouldn't matter if my gut told me that they were manipulating me. I felt so little of myself that I constantly did things that didn't feel right or that I didn't have the time or energy for. And that really continued for years and years. So fast forward to my career as an artist, which started back in like 2007 or 2008. But in 2016, things really began taking off for me. My social media platform began to grow very quickly and exponentially. I began getting emails from kind of big deal clients. I began getting book deals and please, can you help me with this project? And can you collaborate with us on this? And can you speak in my class? And can you write a blurb for my book? And can you promote this project I'm doing? And can you design my logo? And can you draw my next tattoo? And can you tell me where you got your glasses? And can you share the link to the color paint you used in your dining room? And on and on and on and on. And at first, you know, when you're a people pleaser, and many of you can probably relate to this, and people need things from you and want things from you, it's the best feeling. So I answered all of my emails and I shared all my information freely. And, you know, I'm definitely like a person, one of my core values is service and giving back, but that's not really what I'm talking about here. I can certainly still honor that value, but also have boundaries. But at the time I really didn't. I took on sometimes 10 projects at one time. And if the request came in with a compliment, I was more likely to say yes, because if someone compliments me, I owed them extra. 
if I was in a conversation with a potential client about money and timeline and concepts for any length of time, and sometimes when you're negotiating a job, these conversations can go on for a while. I, I, I always ask a lot of questions. And then even you know, if I ended up not being happy with the money or timeline or concepts and really didn't want to take the assignment, I'd still sign the contract because I felt obliged. Like, don't I owe them something for their time that I've spent with them so far? So as you can imagine, all of this saying yes, all of this wanting not to disappoint people and to maintain a good reputation as a nice, accommodating person in my industry began very much to wear on me. And I was exhausted and burned out and overwhelmed and feeling like a sardine stuffed in a sardine can, literally suffocating. I would hold my breath sometimes falling asleep at night. Another analogy that I used to make a lot was a hamster on a hamster wheel, unable to get off, just spinning and spinning. And I began to become very depressed and anxious. 2016 was a rock bottom year for me. I was in chronic pain from sitting at a computer, hunched over a drawing table all day, and I worked at night and on weekends. It was pretty bad. We had just moved to Portland and, you know, I was having a hard time making friends because I was so busy all the time. And in that same year, I began to realize I had to start having boundaries. I have a lot of self-awareness and I know even <laughs> when I can't seem to change it, I know when I have a problem. And if I were on the outside looking in, I would have likely judged myself for my lack of discretion. And so for the past five years since then, I have been trying desperately to get off the hamster wheel. I have been doing deep, deep work on understanding what comes up for me when I need to say no, especially when I don't want to say no, and why disappointing others and missing out on opportunities is so excruciating for me even at the expense of my mental health. About three years ago, I had an experience where I exercised boundaries and someone got really mad at me. This person and I had a personal professional relationship and I kindly and apologetically canceled on a date with her because I was super overwhelmed and had some deadlines and didn't feel that I was going to meet them. She looked up to me and I disappointed her terribly and she told me so. Our relationship ended, and I felt badly that she was hurt, and I apologized. But I also realized in that experience that this was something that was going to happen if I was going to continue to exercise boundaries and put my own needs first. And so I woke up the next day, and I wrote out these four statements, and I called them notes to self. Number one, you cannot and will not please everyone. That is a fact of life. Number two, by taking care of yourself and your own needs, you will sometimes disappoint or even anger other people. Number three, how other people react to your choices is not your responsibility. And number four, the greatest responsibility you have is to your own well-being and happiness. And the next day, I made notes to self into a piece of artwork and I posted it on my Instagram feed. And it went viral. Brene Brown reposted it, celebrities reposted it, and this has happened every single time I've posted it since then. It was astounding. And what I realized then was that this was not just my struggle. This is everyone's struggle, especially a struggle for women who are conditioned to believe the opposite of these four facts. 
Most of us grow into adulthood believing deeply that other people's needs are more important than our own and that we should always work toward pleasing others and fixing other people's problems and that those actions give us worth. Our worth is derived from being available and saying yes. And often we feel like a failure when we can't succeed at that, which makes it a vicious cycle because it simply isn't possible all of the time. Even when we try to say yes or please or make time for all the things people want from us, professionally and personally, as much as humanly possible, we will never get it right. We will also become resentful. I often say to myself under my breath, or sometimes I scream it to my employees, why did I say yes to this project? And further, punish myself for poor decision making. And it's a vicious cycle. And yet it is a mistake I make over and over. And something that I'm working on very hard and very deeply. I struggle with saying no. It's so hard for me that I actually have people who work with me and for me whose job it is to say no for me. And I still apologize profusely when I do. I still want to give people what they want. Telling me how much you love my work or how something I wrote once changed your life still pulls at my heartstrings. I'm a a super feely person. And I have to remind myself that unlearning this behavior, this putting other people's needs or desires, whether it's a client or an Instagram follower or a friend, above my own is a process. Unlearning is a process, not an event. Two steps back, one step forward every day. I've also realized that I cannot do this work myself. I must engage my partner, my wife, in her support. I must engage my employees and my agent and my coach. I must hold myself accountable and ask others to hold me accountable for having healthy boundaries with others. And I want to say something here for all of you who are out there saying, but, 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 I am not talking about taking care of your kids or making occasional sacrifices when it's necessary to support your family or people close to you. I'm talking about regular, everyday life, choices that you can make for yourself. And here's the deal. What I have learned more than anything is that when I do enact boundaries around work or things in my personal life, that I am a better, more present friend, partner, boss, client, employee, and not a worse one. Honoring and being direct about your own needs helps you to stay out of resentment and stress and in presence and truth with yourself and others. Expressing boundaries can be enacted with love, respect, and kindness. It does not inherently make you rude or mean, and having boundaries makes you a human being who is trying to take care of herself. So let's review these notes again. Number one, you cannot and will not please everyone. That is a fact of life. This is true even when you try to please everyone. We all know this. We need to get comfortable not making everyone happy and not stroking everyone's ego. And actually not stroking our own ego for saying yes, because I think there's some manipulation happening here. You know, when you're a yes person, you get power over other people too. That's a whole other episode. Number two, by taking care of yourself and your own needs, you will sometimes disappoint or even anger other people. How about let's all work on living our truth and expressing our truth and listening to our gut. Let's work on communicating our truth to others with love. And let's learn to get comfortable with people feeling angry and disappointed. Let's operate in service of our own needs and feelings. Number three, and this is so important, 
How other people react to your choices is not your responsibility. This was a big one for me. When you take care of yourself, you may lose an opportunity forever. You may get a rude or angry response. As my coach always reminds me, that's their mess, not yours. And conversely, when you are disappointed by someone, it's important to remind yourself that it's your mess, not theirs. So this goes both ways. Supporting other people to take care of their own needs and to react from their gut is really, really important. Number four, the greatest responsibility you have is to your own well-being and happiness. How many people have a hard time believing this? Raise your hand. This is a really big one. And I try to remind myself of this every day and I'm getting better and better and better at it. And I hope you will too. Let's respect each other's boundaries and support each other in taking care of ourselves. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Editing of this podcast by the amazing Gabe Garber. Thanks to Nick Lambert for the original music and to my amazing team at the CoLoop Podcast Network. Please subscribe to the Lisa Congdon Sessions on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy what you hear, leave me a review. You can follow me on social media at Lisa Congdon and at the Lisa Congdon Sessions. I hope you'll join me for future episodes. Have a magical day, everyone.